Greetings and felicitations. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. Welcome back to another episode of my show. It's episode seven, Lucky Seven. And very oddly enough, Lucky Seven, we're coming up on Super Bowl. So we're going to talk about that. It won't take long. It's really quick because uh, my Cowboys aren't in it. They're watching, but they're not in it. So we'll continue on. Oh, it's Valentine's Day week. We have Valentine's Day coming up in the middle of the week on Wednesday, which is also Ash Wednesday for you Catholics. So it's going to be a double dilemma. Do you go get your ashes or do you get something for your sweetheart and your honey? I don't have that problem, so I'll probably go in and get my ashes. But then again, I don't go to any specific church, so now i got to start looking for a church. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to leave you in the capable hands. Oh, we're going to talk about whatever else comes up, and that can be anything, because God knows what's going to happen this week. Another war could break out. Or maybe peace. Hmm, that's a very odd bird. But we will continue that. Until then, I leave you with Billy Preston. We'll be right back. Stick around. Don't go away. And we're back. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. Thank you for sticking around. I do appreciate you. We open with a little Steely Dan. Ricky, don't lose that number. And what we're going to talk about, and actually, folks, friends and neighbors, it's Zero Dark Thirty on Saturday morning because I'm on a different shift now. I have to go on Saturday mornings and... Um, Still working on see how, how that's going to work out. Hold on. Oh. My soundboard is not working right this morning. Anyway, Zero Dark Thirty here with my cup of coffee and uh, my half-toasted bagel. It's blueberry cinnamon. Very delicious. And um, I read an article yesterday... Uh, some time ago, a young man was looking to do some harm and rob some people. And he ran into a, well, he didn't run into her. He, I guess, had been stalking her for well, the time she was getting in the parking lot. He, he, 
he's a predator and predators know their victims. They know exactly. And, and it even happens in the wild. The lions already single out the per the animal he's going to eat. So that's the one they go for. So anyway, this was outside a movie theater here in town in the quarry. As a matter of fact, I, I'm pretty sure that's where it happened. Tried to carjack her, tried to rob her. He was not good at what he did, probably. And he held her at gunpoint. The woman was, of course, scared out of her mind. But she was strong enough to stay in some sort of control. Things went south. He pulled a pistol and shot her in the face. Miraculously, she survived the shot, but the, 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 the shot did much damage to her face. Um, he was arrested. She went to the hospital. And sometime later, after many surgeries to correct the, uh, the damage, she's functional again. She's back, she's back in life and she's doing what she's doing. This other guy, though, is facing the business end of the criminal justice system. Now, if you've ever been involved, you know, if you've ever been in trouble, the wheels of justice move very slowly. Sometimes they move very fast. It just depends on the severity and the nature of the crime. Our court system is very, very backed up. There are still murderers waiting. It's been a couple of years for their trial to come up. It's also because the lawyers have to gather evidence and interview witnesses. And if you've ever seen my cousin Vinny, that's what it's like. But it just moves much slower because things take time. And it's, it's a movie. My cousin Vinny's a movie, so it has to move quickly to get to the end of the movie. Because otherwise you'd be sitting there for days, weeks, maybe months to get a real taste of the criminal justice system. Anyway, so I read that uh, a couple of days ago, this guy was sentenced. He went to trial, and he was sentenced for his crime. He was sentenced to 35 years in the state penitentiary. That's rough. No, not what he did. The sentence is rough. But he deserves every year. He should have gotten more. Uh, I think because the victim survived, and she was willing to just let him fall prey to the criminal justice system. So this kid gets 35 years. I don't think he's, he might be eligible for parole, eligible for parole after he serves half of his sentence. But that's 17 and a half years in prison. It's a long time. He'll be, he's, I think he's 25. 35, 40, he'll be like 43 years old when he's eligible for parole. That means he's going to get out. He's eligible for parole. So, that's where this kid's headed. But this is one thing he did tell the judge. He told the judge 
that he was a different person now. He wasn't the same person he was when he did that crime. But he did the crime. Now he's got to do the time. And it's just like Beretta said, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Now the kid's got to do the time. He may end up doing the whole 35, which means he'll be a very old man when he gets out, if he gets out. But what I want to talk about is what he told the judge that he's changed since he's been in jail. Of course you're going to change. You're in there with other thieves, rapists, and, and murderers. Yep, those, that's what's right around in our jail. It's not the guy that was peddling weed. or just, These are murderers. When I worked at the probation, the using, unit we were housing, guys had just gone out of the, the county jail some of them were there for murder some of these guys changed some of these guys learned some didn't that's about the average I guess so he said he, said he should change man well Prison's going to change you even more. That I can guarantee. I guess he was hoping for some kind of leniency. But the judge wasn't going to have it. He threw the book at him. But what I'm getting at is what the kid said, that he's, he's changed since he's been in jail for the year or however long it was. When people say they've changed, do they change really? They change their behavior, but not their habits. Because human beings are creatures of habit. It's the things we do and the times we do them. We are like clockwork. Just like a peck of lines in the, on the Serengeti are creatures of habit. They get up, they hunt, they eat, then they sleep. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Creatures of habit. I'm sorry, I'm chewing. So, have you ever told anybody that, oh, now here, no, here's the thing. When you know you've changed, it's not when you tell somebody that you've changed, but when somebody tells you, wow, man, you've changed. You're not the person I knew 20 years ago. Because as we grow, we grow older, and we tend to grow wiser if the things we're doing when we're young don't kill us. That's the trick. is to learn from your mistakes and put them to practice in your new life. I'm not saying it's a new life, it's the same life, it's just stages that you go through. I read a thing on my Facebook from one of my friends that 
with age comes wisdom. And this is true. Because hopefully you've experienced a lot of things in your life. And they make you think. They make you look back and reflect. And it's like I told you in the last last week's episode. In my life, there are many times when I should have turned right, when I turned left. And that led me to where I am now. But I can look back and say, I've done some things that many of my people, many people that I know or that have been in my life will never do. Just like there are things that you've done that I will never do. I guess that's where the wisdom comes in. When you can see past all the things that you've done and you put the new policies in play and the old ones are put away. There's a passage in the Bible that's always stuck with me. And it goes, when I was a child, I spake like a child, I acted as a child. But when I became a man, it was time to put away childish things. And I think that's what we do in our in our age. We put away the childish things. I'm not a total bore. I can still tell a joke. I can still make conversation. But I don't do the things that I did when I was younger. Like drink, drink and carouse and get high and stuff like that. Because I put away childish things. And it's time for the next level of stuff. You follow? Have you gotten to that point yet? If you haven't, you've got more life to live and live it accordingly, live it well. Let other people do the stupid things. You've already done them. You just sit back and watch because they're not like you. They're not you. And they may not do them the way you did. They may screw it up. They may pull it off. But you watch. You just sit back and watch. That's your job now. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben-Hur. Yeah, stick around. We'll be right back. I promise you. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm Ben Hur. I'm your host. Or no, it's supposed to be I'm your host, Ben Hur. Yeah, there we go. Sorry, I'm still having trouble with my soundboard. No, it's not really a soundboard. It's just my tablet. And it's laying down flat. So I have my big fat sausage-like fingers. We're trying to work the volume up and down button. And they're just so right there 
uh, and this is, it's a thin tablet. If you ever have a an NFL, what is it? NFL? Oh God, I'm, I'm just losing my mind here. A uh, iPad Pro, that's what it is. And uh, if you have one of those, you know how those buttons are so thin, and when you lay it down flat on a table, you can't get your fingers in there. So that's why I had so much difficulty with the damn buttons. Anyway. That was the theme from the NFL on Fox. Because this Sunday, everybody will be tuned in to CBS. Oh, and I hate CBS sports. They suck. Uh, to watch the Kansas City Chiefs battle the San Francisco 49ers in Super Bowl 58. Wow. Super Bowl started, what, in 1968? Something like that. And uh, I was already like eight years old when the first Super Bowl was played. Although I was quite young, I didn't really follow football. Uh, I've seen most of them, not all of them. There were some years where I just boycotted the whole thing because I just, I'm a Cowboys fan. If the Cowboys don't make it to the play, to the, well, if they don't make it to the Super Bowl, uh, it just depends on my mood. Will I watch it? Will I not watch it? I don't know. It just depends. Now, this one, I want to watch because I want the Kansas City Chiefs to give the San Francisco 49ers a good trouncing. Mostly because the 49ers trounce my Cowboys during the regular season. Um. Uh, I lost my train of thought. See, this is what happens when you get old. You lose your train of thought. You forget things. I understand what Joe Biden is going through. Believe you me, I'm not. He's not. A, I'm not his biggest fan, but I get it. You know, he has issues. But I'm not a big. Okay, now, now, now let me just lay the groundwork here. San Francisco 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Now let's talk about Kansas City. I like the team. They're a good team. They're they're hot. They have uh, Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback, and the guy's good. He can pass, and he can run. In an average game, sometimes the guy gets a lot of rushing yards, almost more than, than his backfield does. But he's a good player. And this guy's going to be the future of what the NFL is going to look like in another five, ten years, depending on his health and how long he lasts. But... Uh, Right now, he's with Kansas City, and they've already won, I think, two Super Bowls. And now they're going for their third. I don't think San Francisco's ever won one. But anyway, I like the Chiefs, and when the I wanted the Chiefs to win when, they, when I knew they finally had made it. But then, and many of you will probably hate me for this, then came along Taylor Swift. I, friends and neighbors, sit down, grab your chairs, hold on to your chairs, strap yourselves in. I'm not a Swifty. I do not like Taylor Swift. I don't care much for her music. It's pretty much generic. I don't even know, is she country? Is she rock? Is she pop? I really don't know. 
she seems to dress at her concerts like Madonna did back in the 80s, you know, showing a lot of skin. She doesn't have much to show anyway. She's got nothing in upstairs, very little downstairs. I know she's a girl, so I know she's got girl works. She ain't got no legs, but yet she wears those little scanty outfits to show off a body she really doesn't have. So she came along, and now I detest the Kansas City Chiefs. I do not want them to win for the sole purpose that she's going to take credit for the win. And now they're trying to get her involved in politics. They're saying that whoever she uh, is going to vote for, millions of her fans will vote her way as well. And that's not a good thing because she likes Joe Biden. Yeah, believe it or not, she likes Joe Biden. But then I I can believe it. I really, really can. So that's my problem is Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. That's why I don't want the Chiefs to win. Now let's look at the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, The San Francisco 49ers are my natural enemy because I'm a Cowboy fan. And... They gave the Cowboys a good trouncing earlier in the season. I've already told you that. And I guess our our dislike, our hatred of the San Francisco 49ers goes back to the mid-80s when a, what was he? I think he's a defensive back for the 49ers by the name of Terrell Owens. Intercepted a ball. And tried to run it back, but he got tackled. But he still picked up the ball, ran to the 50-yard line of in Cowboy Country, at Texas Stadium, and left the ball there right at midfield and taunted the crowd. And that's when our dislike of Torello once started. But the guy's a damn good player. Guy had guys had hands of, of gold. This guy would uh, swipe passes. Out of the air from the the up from the Cowboys, and run it back sometimes for a touchdown. That's probably where our true hatred for the Forty ers began. Because back in the day, back when Tom Landry was the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, our our normal our natural enemy was the Washington Redskins. And I know now they're the Washington Commanders, but that's such bullshit. Why did they make them drop the Redskins, but yet the Chiefs are still the Chiefs? Isn't that derogatory in any kind of woke way? I don't know. See, because woke changes at the drop of a hat. So the 49ers, okay, now the other reason I don't like the 49ers is they got damn good players. But the player that I dislike the most is Kettle. Kettle. I'm sorry, Kittle. See, I hate him so much I even forgot his name. Kittle, K-I-T-T-L-E. The guy is a uh, tight end, but he's damn good. The dude can catch the balls 10 feet above him, and he leaps into the air and catches it and moves the chains to gain more yardage. And I dislike that guy. McCaffrey, the running back, Damn good. He he reminds me of of a, of a young Larry Zonka, and he's not as big. And the guy just barrels through men two hundred pounds bigger than he is. 
So, and then they got the quarterback Purdy. The guy's, he's, I think he's a rookie. I'm not sure, but he's already taken his team to a Super Bowl. So now you have two really good quarterbacks in Purdy and in Mahomes. We're going to see how they battle it out. Should be a very good game. But in reality, I don't want either team to win. Maybe they can end calling it a draw, you know, 0-0. Nobody can score any points. They have to end it sometime. But maybe they'll do well the first team that can run around the run, run around the, the stadium in under a minute wins. I don't know. It's just stupid talk, I know. Eh, what the hell. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. Stick around, my friends. We'll be right back. I promise. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. Thank you for sticking around. We open up with the Marshall Tucker Band, Can't You See? That's an old song. Man, that's back in the 80s, isn't it? You know, I was watching the movie yesterday. Actually, I was watching Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm here. Zero Dark Thirty. Of course, you already knew that, right? Why should I even tell you? Okay. Anyway, I was watching Ghostbusters Afterlife, and the principal character, a girl named Phoebe, who is actually the granddaughter of Egon Spengler, one of the original Ghostbusters, played by Harold Ramis. And so the little girl is 12. The movie came out in, was it, 2016? So that means... She's correct. She wasn't born when all the incidents that went on, the, the what they call the Manhattan Cross Rip. Oh, yeah. Joined by my trusty sidekick. Toasted cinnamon apple bagel. Apples. Raisin cinnamon bagel. Bah, I got it right. And, uh... So, anyway... Start doing the math. That's been 40 years plus. So, yeah, I'm old. Ghostbusters is still one of my favorite movies. This one is now joining this ranks. It's a good movie. It follows the general plot of the first movie. Just a little bit more continued. I'm not going to spoil it for you. It's a good movie. Watch it if you have it. Makes you think. So, anyway. Today is... Today is Tuesday. It is 
February the 12th. <clears throat> and today is what's known in many countries as Fat Tuesday. Or, if you're from Louisiana, Mardi Gras. Which means Fat Tuesday. Now, this marks the end of the regular season. And tomorrow will be Ash Wednesday, which marks the beginning of Lent. So, if you're from Louisiana, more specifically the uh, New Orleans area, you know this is Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday, literal. Now, why? What's the difference? Well, on Fat Tuesday, that's the day you blow it out. Both pet legs. Whatever the hell that means, I do not know. It's an old term. So anyway, Fat Tuesday. That's the day you blow it out. You go out, you party. You get it all out of your system. Because tomorrow is Ash Wednesday. Like I said, it marks the beginning of the Easter season. I don't know if that's, is that Advent? No, Advent is Christmas time. That's right. So, it's the beginning of the lentil, of the Easter, or the lentil, not lentil, lentil festival. Now, the reason you blow it out both pant legs today is because tomorrow you'll go get your ashes, you'll make your vows, and you will give something up for the next 40 or so-ish days. Because, let's say, you give up sex with your partner for for Lent. You can't have any sex until 40 days later on Easter Sunday. So yeah, you're going to blow it out both pat legs a day, be a good boy or girl for the next 40 days, and then on Easter Sunday, you're going to just let it all hang out again. A lot of people uh, make the vow to give up, let's say you like cake, you give up chocolate cake for the month. Or like I said, you give up sex. Many people give up alcohol. And it's a method, or it's a way of purifying yourself before Easter. And I think the I saw that Easter Sunday falls on March the 31st. So, the question I have for you, if you are a devout Catholic, even if you're not devout, you're just a regular Catholic. Every Catholic observes the Lentil season. So, 
So what are you giving up for that this year? Chocolate cake, sex, alcohol, drugs are very popular too. Using and abstaining from. Uh, pie snicker bars it can be anything from the sublime to the extreme well I'm not going to go mountain climbing for a month okay that's fine and 40 days see once again in the biblical term we, were, we come up against this 40 days on the ark 40 days and 40 nights you know, 40 days for this and that. It's just a term, but it stuck. Went from the old world to the new. And so there you have it. The lentil season. I haven't... You know what? Over the course of the past... Since I got... Since I went on dialysis, let's just say five years... Yeah, five years plus. Uh, I've given up a lot. When uh, when I got sick with diabetes, and they told me that you know I needed to change my lifestyle, I did. I gave up a lot. I gave up alcohol. I gave up a lot of the foods that I love. Um, simply because I didn't want to die. So. I didn't give up bagels, that's for sure. So, funny thing is, the things that I've given up, I no longer miss. Man, I love Doritos. Natural Doritos? Oh, God, I love those with a passion. When I eat them now, I make a face like, ooh, those are nasty. But my brain has to remember, you used to love these, man. And so I said, yeah, you're right. So I eat another one and another one. And then, you know, not too many, then I'm done. I've had my fill. Back in the day, I never had my fill. You know, I just didn't. If you're from Texas and you know what a Whataburger is, I used to eat two of those, the double. Uh-huh, two. Now, when I eat just a regular Whataburger, I'm, I'm full. Things have changed for me. Mostly because they had to. I don't drink. And I'll, let me back that up. I don't, I have not given up all alcohol. I'll drink a beer every now and then, every now and then. I have a six pack in my pantry and I have two bottles left over in my fridge. They're nice and cold, but um, it'll be a while before I touch either one. I've got some bottles of liquor in my cabinet rum, vodka, whiskey. No, no whiskey, it's gone. 
Mm-hmm. I took care of that on New Year's Eve. So, like I said, yeah, I've given up a lot of things. I haven't given it all up completely because I still need it every now and then. Just to remind myself of what I was. So, anyway. Some people abstain from the things they love, like sex. Like I said, chocolate. Um, tea. Coffee. Oh, yeah. See, a lot of people giving up coffee. A week later, they're Jones is like a, like a heroin addict in the, in the street. Yep. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. There you have it. You're going to have Fat Tuesday, which is today. Ash Wednesday. Oh, I didn't even talk about Ash Wednesday. Okay, so this is the way the story goes. When Jesus came to Jerusalem... The people knew who he was. They'd heard of him from coast to coast, so to speak. And he went into Jerusalem one day on uh, Friday, Good Friday, as a matter of fact. And the people lined palms on the street as he rode down with the donkey, on the donkey. When he got to the, the, the temple, the people collected the palms, burned them, and shared the ashes with each other. These were the ashes of the palm that our Lord tread on. So that became kind of a tradition now. The churches will take palm leaves, burn them, and present the ashes to their parishioners on that following Sunday, or that Ash Wednesday, because that was a second day. Friday, when he came in, that was known as Good Friday. And uh, that begins the end of the Lentil season because it culminates with Easter when Jesus was arrested, tried, convicted, and crucified. Yeah, it's depressing, but that's the way the story goes. And we honor that. And we honor his sacrifice, the lamb who sacrificed himself for our sins. And then we go home after church and we feast. And that marks the end. And then everybody pours a cup of coffee or pours themselves a drink or goes off and have sex to show that they could. And that's it. That's the, that's the season. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. Stick around. We got more to go. We'll be right back. And we're back. You're listening to the Chairline Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. Thank you for sticking around. Well, you know that music. Everybody knows that music. That's the theme for the for football, the NFL on Fox. Now, if you unless you were living under a rock, 
this past Sunday was Super Bowl 58. Yes. The two teams that were clashing for the football title, the world champion, were the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Now, uh, it wasn't that great a game. No. I will say this much. At the time as I watched it, and I wanted, I was rooting for Kansas City. But then I found myself rooting for San Francisco because they were whipping the hell out of them. They were, con- they had contained the, uh, the Kansas City Chief offense and Patrick Mahomes. The first half of the game, the Kansas City Chiefs could do nothing right. They kept getting, uh, Mahomes kept getting sacked. Uh, he was being limited to very short passes, and they were even having difficulty making those. Kevin Kelsey, who is not my favorite player, and then I found with good reason why he's not, something that he did on the field. Mm-hmm. What did he do? Well, if you weren't watching the game, or you were in a toilet, taking a restroom break, or getting something to eat, at the Super Bowl party you were at. Uh, the Chiefs uh, did a play where they handed the ball off to their running back, Pacheco. And he gets down to the, what was it, like the, the five-yard line. And as they tackle him, they strip him of the ball, and the ball comes bouncing out. That's recovered by San Francisco. Now, Mahomes did everything he could to keep Pacheco calm because the guy felt really bad that he lost the ball and potentially lost him the game because they were already trailing by four points. Uh, did I mention it was a very slow-scoring game? The Everybody, the pundits, everybody thought it was going to be a very high-scoring game because you have Mahomes for Kansas City, you have Brock, Brock Purdy on San Francisco's side, two very powerhouse quarterbacks. Hold on, gotta finish this. Mm. That was good coffee. So anyway, both teams were limiting each other to the points they, they scored. It was by the time it started to fall apart for the Chiefs, it was already uh, what was it? Ten to ten to ten to three. So now. The Chiefs' defense was doing a fairly decent job of containing the 49ers, but they couldn't stop them from rolling. Now, let's get to Kevin Kelsey. He's the tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's one of Mahomes' favorite targets. But they weren't going to him. It's because mostly because the Kansas City Chiefs' secondary or the defense were sticking to their to the receivers, especially Kevin Kelsey. So now let's get back to the fumble by Pacheco that could have what everybody thought was going to cost him the game. So then they show an off thing. And see, now I have to give CBS Sports a little bit of kudos because I really don't like their their uh, the way they cover a game. Uh, 
it's not it's not good. I don't really like it. I prefer Fox. Fox is on it because they've got really good uh, guys on the field. They have guys on the TV. You know, they have uh, the guy from the old, old quarterback, Terry Bradshaw, uh, Jimmy Johnson, and and all these other guys, you know. And they're, it's real good. But CBS always lacks something. And it did this, this Sunday. It did lack something. So, like I said, anyway, let's get back to Kevin Kelsey. So now... This is what happened when Pacheco ran the ball and got and fumbled it and lost the ball. Kevin Kelsey was in the end zone and he was open. Either Mahomes saw him or he didn't like the coverage around him, so he didn't throw to him. He handed it off to Pacheco. So now Kevin Kelsey is frustrated. All the Chiefs are very angry. There, there are penalties for unsportsmanlike conduct flying left and right. The refs weren't having any of it. So Kelsey, well, when they, when they exchanged and the defense came on the field, the offense went off. Kelsey's livid. He goes up to Andy Reid, their head coach, who's on the field trying to run the game. And Kelsey's yelling at him. And they show this on national television. And he's pushing him. Almost knocks Andy Reid over. Until a couple of the other coaches pulled him away and told him, hey, you know, and then uh, some of his teammates came in and got him and got him away from the sideline. Andy Reid recovered and the game went on. And now the talk is, ooh, Kevin Kelsey, he's going to pay for that, you know. You pushed the coach. You pushed your boss. <clears throat> now let me ask you, if you went up to your boss and pushed him because you were angry, what do you think is going to happen? Well, like you're going to get fired or some severe repercussions, fines, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. So this is the frustration that the Chiefs are are, are suffering from because they're losing and the clock is ticking. It's almost halftime. So the half ends and we are entertained for the next 30 minutes by Usher and uh, little John, and then there was another guy I don't know his. I can't remember his name, but I know his face. Um, I got up, I went and brushed my teeth, and uh, came back, and the, you know the show was still going on. I just sat there and I watched. I'm not a big fan of Usher. He's newer wave rap, I guess you could say, and I prefer old school. You know, MC Hammer, uh, Cool Mo D. All that. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a fan of Usher. I don't know much about Drake. Even that guy. I don't like Post Malone, and he sang a song. I don't, I don't know if he. He's a. He's a black guy. But is he country? Is he rap? Is he rock and roll? I don't know. That's why I don't listen. Although so there are some rock and roll people there, some rap people there. Beyonce was there with Jay Z. Jay Z was sporting some serious dread work. Uh, Gwen Stefani was there. And isn't she married to Blake Sheldon? Where was he? I really don't know. I mean, I don't keep up with that. I'm I'm still stuck in 1969 to 1984, I guess. So let's move on, moving on, moving on. So the second half began, and it was still a lot of lackluster. We thought that the Chiefs were going to go in, get a pep talk, and then come out just, boom, kicking ass. No, didn't happen that way. 
But slowly but surely, they started catching their second wind. They started playing football. And now the Chiefs have a chance. They start coming back. And then it's just a tug of war. Chiefs, 49ers, Chiefs, 49ers, Chiefs, Chiefs, 49ers, you know. Back and forth the ball went. And slowly the score crept up to when we're in the fourth quarter with just a few seconds left. And actually the Chiefs are ahead 19 to 16. And then lo and behold, the 49ers kick a field goal. So now it's 19 to 19. Regular playtime expires over time. Now, mind you, when they did the coin toss, uh, the 49ers and the Chiefs team captains were there. And um, the ref was explaining the rules to them because the rules for playoff uh, have changed in overtime. It's no longer sudden death. And I think that pissed a lot of people off because it didn't give the other team an opportunity to score. So now the rule is, and they, they explained, they asked, do you know what the rule is? And they both sides said yes. And obviously both sides didn't know what the rule was. At least one side didn't know, that being the 49ers. So the way it goes is that each team will have 50 minutes, and they, they said essentially it's a new game, even though the score is 19-19. But this, it's a new game. It's a new quarter, new 50 minutes of football. There will be a kickoff. There will be a receiving team and a defending team. The uh, 49ers won the toss, and they elected to receive the ball. So the Chiefs kicked off. Now, but let me get back to the rules. The referee told them both teams will have an opportunity to score. If you don't capitalize, well, the game goes on, right? Both sides agreed that they knew what they were doing. So, the 49ers elected to receive. The Chiefs kicked off. And uh, Brock Purdy and his boys drove the ball down the field to the, I think they got to the 20-yard line. And they're they're salivating. They're looking at, at this as, as the big win. Well, the Chiefs held them. The Chiefs held them till it was fourth down with a couple of yards to go. And the coach, the head coach, uh, uh, something Shanahan, was going to wait it out. So he kicked the field goal. So now it's 22 to 19. But now they have to kick the ball off to the Chiefs because of new rules. It's it's another game of football. So you scored, you kick the field goal. I mean, you you scored, you you do a kickoff. And now it's the Chiefs' turn to capitalize. And boy, did they. In that last seven minutes, the Chiefs were the Chiefs of old, the Chiefs that got to the Super Bowl because of the way they played, because of Patrick Mahomes. So the Chiefs drive the ball down to the 20-yard line. No, this is correct. They drove it down to the 10. On a catch from Kelsey... And every time they showed Kelsey doing something, which he didn't do much of anything, he made a couple of good catches. But this catch, then they show Taylor Swift dancing in the stands. Okay, that's fine. 
So now they're on the four-yard line be due to the strength of Pacheco, who drove it down there. Then Andy Reid pulled a play out of his playbook that he had used maybe only used maybe once that season. The ball is snapped. They've got a tight end in motion, and he's a blur. Patrick Mahomes steps three steps back, looks for a receiver, sees his receiver in the corner, the tight end that was a blur, makes a throw. The guy makes the catch. Touchdown, Kansas City. It is now 25 to 22. And... uh the the, the 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 stadium is ecstatic. All the Kansas City Chief fans are going nuts. Came from behind, pulled it out, and the potential winning touchdown. And as I'm watching this, this touchdown, there's only three seconds left on the clock. They just gave it up. And By the time I know it, everybody's on the field and they're doing the post-game interviews. The game was over with three seconds left. What, what are you going to do with three seconds? Nothing, absolutely nothing. And so that was it. The Kansas City Chiefs were the Super Bowl champions of Super Bowl 58. That was it for me. I turned it off because I went to bed. Uh, that, was, that was enough. I, uh, I'm done. So anyway, now the aftermath of this game, the very unhappy 49ers go home empty-handed after three times in the Super Bowl, and they come up always come up empty. The Kansas City Chiefs on the other side are going to Kansas City to celebrate their big win. Now, as I said, there's always an aftermath. Kevin Kelsey, from what I understand, from what I hear on all the sports shows, is going to be facing some very hefty fines from the NFL for attacking his coach. Now, like I said, if you attacked your boss in the middle of the day, guess what's going to happen? Nine times out of ten, you're going to get fired. But in this case, he's going to get hefty fines levied against him. But you know what? His chick, Taylor Swift, is going to pay those bills for him, for her man, and they're going to go out and be happy. Uh, I just don't see that relationship. I really, really don't. But then again, love is blind. I mean, look at me. I was in love with a very beautiful woman. Not anymore. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Cherryland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur, and uh, we're listening to an old song by George Michaels, I Want Your Sex, or I Want Rice Checks, depending on how you look at it. Uh, before we go any further, 
I have to clarify something. Uh, I gave you some bum information. Uh, I'm sorry, it happens from time to time. I go off of memory, and sometimes my memory fades. My memory gets a little, you know, so. Okay. The reason for Ash Wednesday. Many Christians will show up to work with ashes smudged on their foreheads. Many more will head to church on their lunch break or after work to receive the cross of ashes on their face. This year, Ash Wednesday, a solemn day of fasting and reflection to mark the start of the Christianity's most penitent season, which is the Easter season or the, or the uh, Lenten season. It falls on Valentine's Day, which is a fixed annual celebration of love, friendship, marked by couples, flowers, and candy, and critics who deride its commercialization. So what is Ash Wednesday? In the Christian tradition, Ash Wednesday marks the start of the holy season of Lent, a time for reflection and repentance in, in preparation for the celebration of Easter. Christians from many denominations recognize the holy season for 40 days leading up to Easter. For centuries, Christians have received the sign of the cross on, with ashes on their forehead at the beginning of the season as a reminder of mortal failings and an invitation to receive God's forgiveness. The first tradition has its origins in the Old Testament, where sinners were, were performing acts of personal penance. The use of ashes is to remind parishioners of their mortality, and during Ash Wednesday service, the phrase, Remember, man, that you are dust, and to dust ye shall return, from the book of Genesis, and is traditionally employed. So... There you have it. It's uh, it's a uh, an expression of the mortality that we have because we all are all are all are going to die. Okay, so I stand corrected. Uh, I was corrected by somebody that I was going over this with, and they were like, "No, man, you're wrong." Okay, so now let's get back to the task at hand. Today is Valentine's Day. And we still have George Michael playing in the background. And I'm going to end him right now. There we go. So now today is Valentine's Day. That it's a day of St. Valentine uh, performed weddings when he was not supposed to. Now, we traditionally mark this. Uh, and it's not even an official holiday. It's just a day. But uh, greeting card, candy manufacturers, confectioners. I'll take this day to really, really pour it on. And men, and now women, will go out and buy flowers and candy and take their loved one, their their significant other, to the restaurant, their favorite restaurant, or a movie, or maybe a motel. Who knows, right? Who am I to judge, right? Who am I to judge these things? So... Valentine's Day. Now, what happened to St. Valentine? Didn't go so well for him. I heard he was stabbed, uh, garroted, decapitated, and then burned at the stake because he violated a uh, simple thing of not marrying people on a certain day. So now you have mass weddings on the steps of the courthouse. At least here in San Antonio, we do this. I'm pretty sure every other city does it too. 
And uh, I have to say, I have to say this. I was out shopping for groceries today. I was at, at my local HEB. And man, it was packed. This was this was like around noon. Now noon it's usually busy because it's a lunch crowd. But there were people there and they had areas of just nothing but Valentine's stuff, candy and, and pies and cupcakes and cookies, balloons. And the lines for the checkout were even longer because there were so many men buying gifts for their lover, their wife, their girlfriend, significant other. And uh, it was just amazing. Now, it's time for a question for my female listeners, and they seem to be the majority on my show. Are you happy just to get anything? Or is it a little pissy when you get it from your local major uh, grocery store? Now, candy aside, balloons aside, it's the gesture, isn't it? But now that it came from a major grocer, does it make a difference? I mean, is it crappy that you got from the local uh, grocer and not Godiva chocolates or uh, Boom Booms of the florist flowers or, oh, hell, even 1-800-Flowers, right? I, on the other hand, have nobody to set anything to, so it was just another day. I mean, I didn't even get any candy. Even at my dialysis clinic, they didn't give us no candy. They told us, they gave us a sheet, told us what kind of candy we could eat. And if you're wondering what kind of candy I can eat on a dialysis diet, well, it's anything that you can see through, like a Jolly Rancher. Uh, what else? Uh, anything with chocolate is a no-no. A Snickers bar is a no-no. A, uh, you know what? Even a payday is a no-no. I guess it's because of the nougat and the peanuts. Peanuts got a lot of potassium in them, and that's not good for us. That's no bueno. So anyway, like uh, nerds are good for us. Uh, jelly beans, gummy bears, gummy worms. But like I said, anything with peanuts and chocolate. Now, here's the thing. It's According to my dietitian, and I have a new dietitian since I'm on this new shift, you can have a Snickers, but a fun size. Not the big 18-foot long Snicker bar. So fun size is okay because you're looking at one, maybe two, and you should be good. Now, you don't want to go buy in the 18-foot Snicker bar and then the 18-foot payday, the super payday. You got to keep it simple. So, getting back to my question. Does it have to be the best? I mean, really. Now, if a guy, if your guy wants to go all out, I mean, say I let him, let him do it, let him go all, all out. But 
what do you expect? Do you just expect her to be treated a little nicer that day? Maybe a little peck on the cheek and a hug? Does it have to be chocolate? Well, I know most women like chocolate, so there you go, right? So, tell me, you know how you know how you tell me. You reach out to me. I am Ben Hur at TCCINDY. Drop me a note, a letter, saying, "Hey." I didn't get nothing on Valentine's Day. Or, hey, I got crappy stuff from my local grocer. Or, hey, I got a real fancy dinner at Le Huba Duba. And we had wine and champagne. And then we went to the motel that he got. And it wasn't a Motel 6. It was a nice Marriott or a nice, uh, hell, even a nice Holiday Inn, right? And we pitched woo. Uh, <laughs> you didn't think you were going to ever hear that word. Hi, pitching woo. And he's not a Chinese pitcher for the Mets. All right. Pitching woo. is uh, Pitching woo. Ask Grandpa. He knows what pitching woo is all about. He pitched woo. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. So that's the thing on Valentine's Day. It's a simple little observation everybody gets a little something sweet for your sweet as they say so that's that what'd you get let me know drop me a line you're listening to the Cherryland Chronicles I'm not dead yet I'm your host Ben Hur stick around we'll be right back I think we got one more And we're back. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Herb. Thank you for sticking around. Well, it's here, zero dark 30. I've got my cup of joe, my toasted muffin. And we come to the end of this of this line. Because you know when you hear the song, Traveling the Wilburys, the show's over. And we're done for this week. But next week we'll be back with... More questions about life, liberty, and the bone. Blue bone. Ben Hur. <laughs> I have so many names. It's funny, in the course of your life, how many names have you had? Nicknames included. I've gone by many. You know me as Ben Hur. And that's all you need to know. So we're here. We cover some territory, we talk some football. We talked some of me, and you sat there and listened patiently like the good neighbors that you are, my babies, my friends. So, this is another week down, and here we are again. But don't worry, I'll be back next week with all new stuff, hopefully. No to you, new to you, maybe not to me, but 
Here we are, right? Okay, so I'll leave you with the basics. Live, laugh, love. Live today as if today is your last day on this earth, because it just might be. Be natural to people. Be natural to yourself. Don't deny yourself. I'm not saying go crazy, but, you know, don't hold back. Laugh. Laugh at yourself. Laugh at your friends. I'm not saying life's a joke. I'm just saying there are some pretty funny things that happen, even when something bad happens. You can look back if you survive and say, well, that was funny, you know. And love. Love your friends. Love your neighbors. Love your family. And love yourself. Oh, and you know what? I forgot. Love your enemies. Because your enemies are people too. And you dislike them for whatever reason, but you still got to love them because they are people on this earth. They're your brothers and your sisters. So don't forget that. Well, it's about that time where I hand you over to the traveling world bearers. And uh, until next week, my friends, we'll catch you again. Adios. Arrivederci.